Hello, and welcome to episode 67 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answers to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. But, in the manner of politicians everywhere, we won't let that stop us from talking about holding superheroes to account while looking good in front of the cameras that aren't on. I think these segues are worse than our sort of rambling silence for three seconds before one of us picks up the reins, there's, if I'm being completely honest with you. There's A, that, and B, it just creates silence after the segue, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, we, we almost... <laughs> <laughs> We're just deferring the problem. I like this this sort of convention that we've built where we talk about how bad the segues are for a little bit to get us into the episode. It works quite well. It's just to really make listeners, especially new listeners, aware that we are rubbish at what we do. It makes it must make us so unapproachable it's, to new It's listeners. why we podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is that um, all I heard from the intro was hello, and that was very robotic, and then I thought you completely cut out or that I dropped off, and then I just heard you say, I'm Sean. I was like, oh, God, okay, this is my line now. <laughs> oh, no. This, one of us has a really ropey internet connection at the moment, and I'm not sure which one it is. I mean, I live in a town that's, like, not completely remote, so I'm going to go out and live yeah, and say it's you. I'm the only person for three miles around using the internet, so there can't be any other demands on my bandwidth. Yeah, but it just means that they sometimes forget to actually bring it to you. The little that's, hamster that's wheel isn't being turned. Exactly. They're like, oh, fuck, there's a guy here. Should Turn on the internet, quick. <laughs> quick, turn it off from Milton Keynes. Give it to that guy elsewhere. Yeah. No, I'm going to blame Discord, because I can't. I'm going to blame Discord. Always blame Discord. Always blame Discord. They're not. They're not going to complain. What defamation in lawsuit from Discord? I don't think so. They'd be too scared to sue us. Absolutely. I mean, I like to think if we call back to one of our much earlier episodes, let's all remember that I managed to make Watsy back down over the OGL. So what's Discord got? This is true. You did take down Hasbro. I did. It wasn't even Watsy, was it? It was full blown Hasbro. Hasbro, just all a Hasbro. Every- <laughs> They were, like, completely firm up until you wrote that article, and they were like, oh, fuck, not this guy. Oh, no. Even though he's kind of agreeing with our standpoint. <laughs> we can't take, we can't have that. It's got to be a trap. No one agrees with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, this guy thinks it's sensible? Cancel it. Get rid of it. <laughs> That's actually what it was. Uh... <laughs> but we're not talking just... about Hasbro, although arguably an equal global powerhouse. Monolith. Uh, if Cultural behemoth. Uh, would they be bigger? I don't actually know. Um, Hasbro's big. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not Disney big. It's, it's not think. Disney big, but is it Marvel big? It probably isn't Marvel big, is it? Not. Not since the MCU. Sure. Since the MCU. Yeah, we're yeah. back. MCU. It's been back a hot minute, I think. Yeah, we've not. We've not done much MCU for a while. Um... Mostly because I feel oh, like really? our last couple of MCU episodes were all along the same vein of, hmm, is it Please. is it as shit as we think it is? Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> I I tried to watch Loki season two, mm. and I just I'm so tired. Like I love Tom Hiddleston; I think he's a great Loki, but oh, it's just so difficult to watch. I don't even know what makes it difficult. 
And I'm assured that the season finale is fantastic and almost like worth enduring through the rest of season two to get to, but I can't get there. Not yet, anyway. Enduring? Oh no. How many episodes are you in? Two. Okay. I think two, two or three. Three, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I share your sense of one. sort of tiredness mm. of the whole thing. Plus, for me, yeah, I, I don't know if this is actually the case. Um, but I don't know. It feels like this is the last we'll see of Tom Hiddleston's Loki. And part of me is just a bit like, hmm, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to say goodbye to him because he's like the last remaining solid character. We've still got Fat Thor, who's not fat anymore. Uh, yeah, but what I mean is that it, it, a villain, I guess, is, yeah. is more Loki's thing. And it's just, I don't know, I feel with him gone, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know how to express it, which is great for a, an audible medium like this. I can just picture you sort of waving your arms around slightly <laughs> trying to explain how you feel. I think I more look just sad and despondent, really, at this point. <laughs> just, you know, I, I spent so much of... I spent a non-zero a non amount of my life invested in MCU and the actual universe that they've crafted. And now I just feel a little bit let down by the whole thing. Have you got any desire to watch the Marvels at all? Yes. Yes, if if for no other reason than to be contrarian, because everybody, I don't know, everybody hates Captain Marvel for reasons I still Every, don't quite understand. Everyone hates Brie Larson. It's specifically Brie Larson, and yeah. I don't get it. Me neither. So I, I do want to watch that film, for sure. Um, mm. Partly because I, I also like the other two characters, uh, Rambo and... Yeah. Um, uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel. So yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. I mean, I'm not going to run to the cinema for it. No, but it I'll watch feels it. very... <laughs> It feels very much like a, I'll watch it on Disney Plus. Exactly. Um, Ditto Guardians Three. It's on Disney Plus now, so I should probably sit and watch it at some point. But you know, I, I've hovered over that um, when when Is watched when sort of deciding on a film, and I thought, nah, just again, I'm not really ready for it. It was, it was downloaded on my iPad for watching on the train to my work Christmas party in November, and I, yeah, I just I don't I. Fundamentally, I don't like Chris Pratt. Is the problem? Okay, that that is a problem. Well, I like Guardians of the Galaxy One. Chris Pratt, that Star Lord, that's a good character. I like him. But by the time you get to like Infinity War Endgame, I just it's it, it's the sort of classic MCU problem of they forgot what made the character good and thought that what made the character good was the jokes and it wasn't the jokes it was everything that was building up around the jokes mm. I think and whereas Chris Pratt now just in fact all the Guardians just feel like one note joke characters mm. so I can't be bothered and also I'm not invested in dead Gamora so there's that here's a hot take well potentially hot take for you then did Ooh, Taika Waititi Sizzle, sizzle. Yeah, did Taika Waititi kill the MCU? You know what? Because it all started around Thor Ragnarok, right? When I think he put his own excellent spin on it. And ever since then, they've tried to do what he's done and failed. <laughs> that might be genius. 
because Ragnarok only works because it's such a tone shift. It's a tone it's shift, so- and, it, and it worked for those characters in that film because also, like, it they, they are more than that. Film is just full of exactly larger than life, ridiculous characters. Yeah, and it had to be done with Thor. Like, you you have to make Thor overblown after a while, right? Because <laughs> it doesn't really work any other way. Well, that's the all the way through all of the MCU up to Ragnarok. Thor has been ridiculous. That's the other side of it. Thor's ridiculous the whole way through the whole MCU. Mm. Like mm. his first introduction, well, it's not quite his first introduction, but one of his very early introductions in um, the original Thor film is him smashing a coffee cup on the floor in a cafe and just calling for more coffee, and everyone being like, "Dude, don't, don't do that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that, Ragnarok is the culmination of that character. Yeah. And I think we we sort of forgot that I think that's where the MCU started to die because we then had Infinity War and Endgame. But, you know, there was such a natural cap to everything. And Thor has such a fantastic arc in those two films. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might have just cracked the MCU. Taika Waititi, you've got lots to answer for. Taika Waititi, while making arguably the best MCU film, <laughs> killed the MCU. Yeah, but then sadly he couldn't quite recapitulate, sort of recapture his own magic for um, Love and Thunder. Because no, it only worked once. Yeah, I think you're right. Ragnarok was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. These are all films we're not talking about today. Though. Well, I feel like that, that was such a good hot take, I think we might just call it there. Right? Just release this one episode, eight ten, minutes long. Ten minutes Stroke in. a genius, done. I'll collect my Oscar in the morning. <laughs> Oscar? Grammy? What would you get for this? A Webby? A Webby? A Streamy? A Streamy? A Tony? A Tony? I'll take a Tony Award. Actually, of all of those, I'll take a Tony Award. Yeah, to be fair, a Tony's probably the most prestigious of all of those. That or a BAFTA. A BAFTA? I'll take a BAFTA. <laughs> Well, uh, at expertise... No, that's not even right. <laughs> that's not right at all. <laughs> Email us at expertiseoverrated at gmail.com. <laughs> if, we, if we need to, we can get a PO box for the BAFTA to be sent to. <clears throat> yeah. But make sure to address it specifically to Vib for having the great idea. I I'd like, I'd like it to be like an, or, uh, a podcast duo where only one of us gets the award <laughs> specifically mentioned. Best best actor or something like that, rather than to the the podcast. It's specifically to you for your role as. It's like we will only give it to you if you swear that it's only for one of you. <laughs> oh, I feel like I was involved in that realization. I think you were. Like, I think I think there's I, a there's a sort of supporting, de- yeah, a production credit. <laughs> you were the apple that fell from the tree. Oh. Then the apple. Re- well, actually, the apple does get recognition. Talking about Isaac Newton's apple here, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, you know, it's for the listeners. Oh, we sorry. we know what sort of riffraff listens to us. That's true. That's true. Hello, if you knew. <laughs> if you didn't know that it was the it was Isaac Newton's apple that was being discussed, please reach out to us at zero expertise on Twitter and tell <laughs> us where you went to school and what apple you were thinking of. Yeah, also that one. 
Anyway, shall we actually get to the matter? I mean, oh. MCU is, is you know, it's not a million miles away. We've had worse tangents. No, we've, we've, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Um, yeah, the MCU. Uh, specifically, I think we're going to confuse everyone here. No, no. That's, that's my concern, because we're going to talk about Civil War and the sort of core conflict of Civil War, the Cap versus Tony philosophical use of the Avengers. Yes. But I think we're on not on the sides that people think we're on for this one. And it's interesting because you, you mentioned that earlier when we were discussing the episode we were going to record, which of course we did weeks in advance and we we're very prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is <clears throat> Yeah, so <laughs> that were happening in July. Yeah, because you, you've you've previously on this very show uh have declared your love of the Captain America films and you mm. think that Cap is uh, not the strongest but like the best character in some ways and, and you know most meaningful is that, is that, yeah. is that fair? I, I, I struggle to articulate it certainly not the strongest I'm not even sure how far I would take the best but sort of morally best yeah the the Perhaps. good the goodest of the the, the, goodest. the characters, the goodest is a, is a good way of putting it. Which, especially in the context of what discussion we're going to have today, is is weird. Um, yeah, I'm going to need to do some heavy digging because in Civil War, I am I think the most ardent Team Iron Man supporter that has ever existed. Hmm, that is interesting. So, so I mean, you, you are arguably switching sides. I don't think I've ever come out. In favor of Iron Man, particularly, have I? Um, you're, I think, Tony Stark's biggest fanboy, but that's by the by. Your constant refrain that Tony Stark could beat Superman lives rent free in my head. Yeah, but that, in my defense, that's not just Tony Stark. I think every Marvel hero could beat Superman. Oh, we haven't had a hot take in a while. We've had two in one episode. It's not a hot take. This is common sense. It's quite hot. It's quite hot. Anyway, um, even if you're not sort of philosophically aligned with with Iron Man, I think um, for the purposes of this episode, the narrative works better if you're switching sides. To, to an extent, no, no. I, I have previously fanboyed over Tony Stark. That is very true. Uh, you know, he's a he's a role model, really, isn't he? Fine figure of a man. But turns out he's an idiot. So let's talk about that. There we go. So how do we want to? <laughs> where do we start? Well, let's let's so, frame it mostly to remind myself. Yeah, because uh, we last talked about this in July. So you know, I really need to refresh oh, my memory. <clears throat> um. So obviously we're talking about the Accords, I guess. Civil War is, is, a, is a culmination of some sort of governing body. It's unclear what exactly. <laughs> Trying to impose rules and regulations on the Avengers and I guess quote-unquote superheroes. But I think more by extension, I think by extension, the assumption is enhanced individuals more generally. Yeah, although on, on sort of based on the films alone, it's unclear how aware anybody is of that as a as a greater state of being. But if you watch like Agents of Shield, for example, you know that there's there's a lot of this sort of stuff going on. So yeah, 
and at the very start of Ultron, you have them talking about their being enhanced in the field. So it's obviously not like it's it's a working term. No one has to stop and ask um, Scarlett Johansson what she means when she says we have at least one enhanced in the field. Mm. So there's, I think there's implied at least to be um, a sort of general, at least amongst the superhero community, community understanding of what's going on there. I think. Uh, Have you lost me? Am I back? You're back, yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm going to assume that whatever you said was bad, so I'm just going to ignore that's, it. That's, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I think the Sokovia Accords are about the use of or the deployment of the Avengers, but also rules governing the deployment or otherwise of enhanced individuals who are not members of the Avengers. Yeah. Mm, that's actually an I interesting distinction. Should we, should we park the second part for a moment and talk only about the first part? Yeah, let's assume Avengers. So, and Avengers yeah. only. I don't understand how people can have a problem with... It's made complicated by the fact that Captain America exists. I agree. I think that's almost... A pr- how do you mean? Not quite a problem, but almost a problem. But the idea... Vision Vision says it. Oversight should not be a dirty word. Mm-hmm. The idea that someone like Vision or Wanda can just go out and use their powers kind of however they want. The only check on them being the rest of the Avengers is insane. Isn't it? Isn't it? I have no idea how this is going to sound because you're going to have to stitch it back together. We've had some good audio problems recently. Mm, Hang on, me? Fuck it yeah, is you're, me, you're, you're, you're why is it always one. me? <laughs> I have to do last week's one. Shut up. Anyway, don't derail us. We lost Vib for a while there. Um, I think he went to make a sandwich. So, uh, from my point of view, I lost you. So, yeah, when you got up to make a sandwich. So, I'm going to try and succinctly remake the point that I was just making. Apologies to the listeners because this is the second or knowing me, fourth time you've heard this. Essentially, the the point is that the Avengers are too powerful. Each individual Avenger is far too powerful to not be subject to some form of governmental or extra Avenger oversight. Some of them, like Wanda and Vision and Thor and Banner, are arguably just fundamentally too dangerous to be like out in public but that's one for in 20 minutes time when I'm properly getting the jackboats on um, but how, how can we have a problem with someone overseeing the deployment of force which is what using the Avengers is it depends I think Depends on the scenario, right? Because mm, 
What did the Sokovia Accords state specifically? Like, what what oversight is suggesting? Is it oversight for actions on Earth? Is it oversight for actions by the Avengers specifically? It's uh, Who, what's the their moment, mandate? <laughs> at the moment, the deployment and use of the Avengers is governed by the United Nations. Essentially, so the deployment of the Avengers necessitates approval of a subgroup of the UN. I don't know exactly what that subgroup is. Well, it's Samuel L. Jackson. He is the subgroup. Well, <laughs> Shield. By that point, Shield has been taken down because that's. Um. Yes, it's it's very Hydra. Winter Soldier, which is before Civil War. But I think, well, and I guess this is partly Cap's motivation for not wanting to sign the Sokovia Accords, right? Is that by, by, by involving oversight, by involving other people, you just run the risk of those people having terrible agendas. Well, and that, that is exactly, or, or, almost exactly Cap's point. I think Cap has two points, but his main one is exactly that. The governments are made up of people. People have agendas. How how do the Avengers get where they need to go when they need to go there? Yeah. If they have to go through committees. Yeah. And, well, and, but even if the people have got the best intents, or the best intentions in mind, yes, it's as you say, it's a committee-based thing. So, you know, I, I, hate, a, I hate a committee. <laughs> I'm a member of many and they're all bloody useless and no I'm not the common denomination in that <laughs> no, I, well I, 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 I just, am the same and I get they slow things down you're saying. you know we, we want executive action we want quick responses we don't want to have to make the case for why you need Thor's electric lightning powers to smash down um, Thanos right it's, it's just not efficient but but what makes it okay for Cap to just go, you know what, I'm going to go and deal with that problem over there? Who, what gives him the right? Too easy to say divine mandate, right? Um, yeah, it probably is too easy to say divine mandate. He is also a captain. Yes, of the US Army. Mm. Yeah. So, the point. So, is he not? Should he at least not be subject to, um, the Uniform Code of Military Justice governing his actions? No, no. Because I, I think ultimately the point is that Cap is is beyond reproach. He is. He he should be the 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 king of all the committees. This, right. And this so is and so I think the shortcut is, don't fucking bother with the committees and let Cap decide. This is this is sort of the problem. Is that cap is in the world of the mcu just always right yes he is the paragon of virtue and yeah all that is good that's yeah i I don't really like that being the answer but that is sort of the answer it's not it's not the answer it's an explanation for sure why, why does Cap get to decide? Well, because Cap is the person who should be deciding. Yeah. But how? what about... Well, let's, let's, let's backtrack a bit, I think. 
And we're back. Snapped back into reality. Ooh, thank gravity's you, Tony back. Stark. We're back. <laughs> thank you, Tony Stark. Well, no, thank the Hulk, mate. No, it was the it was it was the Hulk who snapped them back, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Tony snapped snaps them out. Everybody else out of existence. <laughs> Tony committed the biggest genocide. Well, not second the biggest. Biggest. Second biggest. Uh, one of the biggest genocide, no? Because he he actually wipes out a whole species. <laughs> That's true. I guess it would depend on how that. Because if Thanos just snapped half of all life without, what is it? It's, it's random, episode. right? Yes, we, yeah. we we fixed the stupid in Thanos. We fixed Thanos. We fixed the stupid Thanos. We fixed Thanos, yes. Anyway, if we you're fixed confused your listeners as to what the fuck is going on right now, um, we had to snap ourselves out of existence. Um, because Discord, thank you, ruined our recording. <laughs> it absolutely shat the bed, didn't it? What's great is that we sort of discussed, how can we just seamlessly go back into it now we've actually gone over a couple of minutes tangent as to why this will sound I think, weird. <laughs> I think actually... It's good because we can just bring ourselves back in. So we were we were talking about Captain America and the problem that Captain America sort of is the answer to why are the Sokovia Accords not a good idea? Because in the world of the MCU, Cap is almost axiomatically right. Mm. Okay, so take Cap out of the equation then. Yes, let's take Cap out of the equation yeah. because Cap doesn't need oversight. Is almost the argument. But it is almost like, the argument. Yeah, someone like Wanda probably does need oversight. Especially you went to Wanda. My first thought was Black Widow, or Black Widow, because she yeah. effectively has been sort of being, you know, she's a rogue agent. Yeah, she's she's used to being handled, which I know is a. Is a Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, but no, but you're you're right. She she's she's not a an independent operative like Cap. Is she's a she's sent on missions, so someone's got to send her on missions. Except she isn't. She isn't right. Not to sort of go all Jason Bourne or, or Bourne um, supremacy on this, but it's like who's giving her missions? It might just be her, right? Ever since she took down the red red table, no room. red room. Thank you. <laughs> Confusing my John Wick and my Black Widow there. Ever, ever since she took down uh, Ray Winston. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Why'd, why'd you have to remind me of the fact that it was Ray Winston? Love the man, but God, that was not his, his <laughs> finest role. Um, yeah, because she's effectively a, a, a solo operative at that point, right? And yes, she she works ostensibly for but S.H.I.E.L.D. Think about when we, when we see Black Widow in Avengers Assemble... She's on a mission from Shield to get information out of a Russian general. Like, what's yeah, she- but it's it's yeah, it's how deep is the cover though, right? Is she actually working for Shield or is she just pretending to work for Shield? I think she is actually working. That at that point, she's actually working for Shield. But then she turns on Shield in Civil War. Yeah, not Civil War. Sorry, Winter Soldier. And then maybe she is working under her own recognizance, but she's working at least with Cap. With Cap and also with um, Sam Jackson. And with Sam Jackson, that's true. Who ultimately is the linchpin of it. And he's he's arguably the biggest breaker of the Accords, even though I guess... He's he's he's, both the problem and the solution. (laughs) He is in a way, isn't he? But 
Black Widow, I think, is interesting because it's 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 never made clear if she's like a superhero or not in in the strictest sense of the word that she has like special powers. She, yeah, I don't think she does. I think she's like it's almost scarier if she doesn't. I think she's a bit like how Cap is in some of the comics, where like he's the the pinnacle of human potential, but he's not superhuman. Yeah. Whereas Cap in the MCU is superhuman. Yeah. Not 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 sort of Thor or Hulk levels, but he is superhuman. Um, whereas I think Black Widow and to a lesser extent Hawkeye are that sort of, this is literally as good as it is possible to be without being anything other than baseline homo sapien. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. That's quite interesting, actually. Um, so but it, but it makes them... She- why does Hawkeye need to send the Accords? Sign the Accords. He's just a bloke with a bow and arrow. Yeah, but he's a vigilante, right? Which I think ultimately is the the whole case here. But the Sokovia Accords are about controlling enhanced individuals. Yeah, no, quite. But yeah, but Hawkeye therefore just has to abide by the regular law, which is you can't shoot people with a bow. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> Maybe Hawkeye goes under the Accords because it's simpler than working out. What do we do with this guy? I'd love to. I'd love that uh, for the season two of Hawkeye to just be a procedural, a legal procedural, which is, yeah, but you know, I I didn't need to sign the Sokovia Accords. I'm not super, and they're like, yeah, but you just flat out murdered twenty people. Either you go under the Sokovia Accords, or you're going to ma- Supermax prison. Exactly. Be a Hawkeye's superhero, like, and then you know, get off. Scott Free, because that yeah. is probably what happens, but we'll, we'll get on to that. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do house arrest. Um, Hawkeye's like, I'll take the sleeper bats because I can break out of that. Yeah. So, so does, therefore, the... Hmm, does them, the people who don't sign the Accords, does that only really work because Cap also doesn't sign the Accords? What do you mean? Uh, as in, can we forgive everybody for not signing because they are being led by... The holiest of holy. And therefore it's probably fine. I don't know, because... Because, make no mistake, I think Cap controls all the ones who don't sign the Accords, right? Does Thor he sign? notwithstanding. He doesn't, he doesn't control... Well, Thor, Thor we almost need to come on to. Yeah, because I don't <laughs> think you human. can apply Earth law to a non-Earth being, except when they're on Earth. Yeah, and there's there's a question mark around what do you do if the Hulk doesn't sign? Um, who do you send? <laughs> oh to well, the we Hulk tried. In? Well, Thor. you sent Thor, yeah. <laughs> Thor doesn't want to. <laughs> Shit. Who do we send to bring the Hulk and Thor in? Uh, you bring Cap, Vis- Vision, and Cap. Yeah. Um, but he, Black Panther, doesn't sign the Accords. Oh, no, that's actually genuinely politically interesting. Because he's a king. Yeah, he's he's the head of state, so... Does that, um, is, that, is that essentially them just vetoing a UN legislation saying we're not going to... That's not how UN legislation works. You only get a veto for Security Council resolutions if you're on the Security Council. Uh, and, and is Wakanda is, is not on the Security Council? Not at the time of the Accords. Do we know that? Uh, yeah, because they're still in secret. No, no, they, no, because they Wakanda is in secret, not in Can... civil war. 
Yes, 100% in Civil War. No, Winter Soldier, they um, no, come out, your... don't they? No, because Civil War is the hunt for Bucky. Yes, because Bucky kills the King of Wakanda. At the start of Civil War. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he's, oh God. Well, let's see an MCU rewatch in the near future. <laughs> I, I am 100% sure. Yeah, well, you, you watched it recently. I mean, I still doubt you because that's just my nature and you're an idiot. But. No, but, but the point is Wakanda signs the Accords because King Tachanka is their biggest proponent. Because oh, yes. Yes. it's a Wakandan science outreach program in Lagos that Wanda blows up. Yes. That's right. So but does, but does the Black Panther? But yeah, but Black Panther doesn't. Oh God, he doesn't sign the accords because no one knows about Black Panther. Yeah, but the king of the king of Wakanda would, right? Yeah. So he's but a then he dies. Hmm. Well, I, I suspect the answer is um, Black King T'Chanka never envisages T'Challa Black Panthering outside of Wakanda. Because Black Panther traditionally is a protector of Wakanda. He's not some sort of extrajudicial vigilante. Apart from anything else, because he's the king of Wakanda, so he, it's not possible for him in Wakanda to be extrajudicial. But then King T'Chanka dies, and T'Challa goes on a revenge mission as the Black Panther across mm, yeah. Berlin? Yeah, that's fair. But I guess the the whole problem with the Accords, right, is that, yes, they, they sort of come about after Wanda blows something up, but the only thing the Accords changes is there being a mandate for said Avengers being in a particular place, but they still blow shit up everywhere. The Accords don't fix anything. This is, this is almost a Sokovia problem. Do the Accords stop Sokovia, or do they make Sokovia worse? No, they, they just make it a UN-sanctioned destruction of a country. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, does that make it better or worse? I don't know. <laughs> you I decide. Mean, yeah, I think that's what one's for the listeners to decide. My argument would be it, it doesn't make the individual incident work, but processes and institutions matter. But uh, I'm not, not going to go off on a rant about the value of institutions in political theory, because no one wants that. I would almost say that... Hmm, sort of, so obviously, cap being cap is, is a reason we've outlined for why... The Accords are bullshit. The other one, I think, is... Yeah, they fundamentally change nothing, except they put the blame firmly on an institution. Now, as an institution, you can decide that that is what you want. Yeah, that's that's the point. It it gives... But... If, if, if the blame goes... Sorry, go finish. Yeah, no, but but if you do that, you, you usually do that with the sort of... With with force behind it, right? As in, you can you can action something if something goes wrong or mm. things are broken. The problem is you, you can't because the people who control stuff at those levels are the very people you're trying to control, <laughs> right? It doesn't work. You can't enforce the accords fundamentally. No, the only people who can enforce the accords are the people who would be bound by the accords. Yeah. Or, and this, I guess, is your argument. Well, no, that that is that is a true statement. The only people who can enforce the accords are the people who who should be bound by the accords. But if they refuse to accept oversight and refuse to accept control and accountability, 
which is what the Accords fundamentally are about, accountability, then it sort of removes the moral weight from the Avengers' actions. It, it almost... It, it's politics at this stage. Yeah. Like, but, but- the Avengers can still turn up and blow up Sokovia, but then the UN gets to stand up and say, these are villains. They're, they're no better than a terrorist organization. They refused oversight. They refused to work within established power structures. They show no respect for democratic or pseudo democratic inst- organizations. They That's what I mean. Isn't, isn't that better? Isn't that better than saying, oh, yes, we, we sanctioned them going to Sokovia? They blew it up. Saws. No, I think I think plausible deniability is ultimately what I'm saying, right? It, no, <laughs> it's it, it, the best is if Sokovia just doesn't happen. No, the best the best is if Sokovia doesn't happen. I think the the UN and the 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 reason behind the Accords is that they think they can stop that. The problem is you've got superheroes to do with supervillains, right? And supervillains don't give yeah. a shit. Sokovia um, was a villain of Tony Stark's own creation. So... Yeah, I, I guess that's the loophole they they, what, they what, finally went for with that, but... New York but like, say, say Thanos example. shows up, right? Yeah, or, or, oh, yeah, yeah, New York, I guess, yeah. New York, because New York had happened at the time of the Accords. Well, let's not forget the powers that be decided to launch a nuclear weapon into New York City. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, and these are the same people who then like, oh, yeah, maybe superheroes are a bit too strong. I don't. I don't know who the World Security Council are, but I'm going to assume they're part of the UN because it just makes everything simpler. Yeah, or some some similar body. Yeah, yeah, like a shadow UN. Because yeah. that, yeah, hmm. I, I think the other. Th- this is maybe where where it turns out I'm just a massive technocrat because I am. But the reason we like having governments and parliaments and so on and so forth is it's a representation. B. These are people who kind of know what's going on <laughs> or, or you know decide policy and then the people who do know can just act according to the mm. policy whereas i think that's the issue the, is the with theory yeah whereas i think the issue with a something that that requires a superhero especially an avenger level superhero there's there's, there's no one who can threat analyze that right there's no risk analysis you can do if you're not Captain America, for example, I think. That's true. But so take, for example, in Age of Ultron, not Sokovia, but um, the meeting with Ulysses Claw in South Africa. Yeah. Why oh, is that? Ba- in the MCU, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> why is Banner? This, this, is, this, is, this would be the argument, right? Why is Banner there? You don't need Banner there because Claw is just a bloke. You need Iron Man and Cap, and you can take Thor if you want, because really, who's going to stop him? But but you don't mm, need the Hulk. No, you don't need the Hulk, but I think you need Banner, right? Because the whole reason they're out there is for like particle physics, ultimately, or material science. It's, it's material science. It's not Gamma. Tony no, is a but, material but, science specialist. Yeah, but at some, at some point, we started off by having Tony being one kind of scientist and Bruce Banner being another, and then by the end, they're all... Geniuses across yeah. the board. <laughs> so, but, but this is the argument, right? It's it's about it's not just about accountability. It's about determining what level of Avenger is needed to deal oh, with the threat. No. I can't remember exactly why they're in. Oh no! Come on, Discord. South Africa. Me now. I think it was just so you could have Andy Serkis on screen, but 
if you don't have the Hulk there, then there's a lot less potential for collateral damage. I guess is is is, is one facet. I'm just going to agree with you and say yes. I mean, I only heard like 10% of what you said, but I'm sure oh, no. it was a great point. So let's just no. move on. Let's let's prevent the next snapping. And <laughs> not another one. Power on for another 10, 20 minutes. If we can squeeze 10 minutes out of this. Come on, Discord. What is up with this shit, man? Sort yourself out. It's still your end. Um, <sighs> I refuse to accept that. That's fair. Is there is there another problem with the Accords, though, which is that faced with a big enough threat, all of their force falls away? Well, yes. Which yeah, but, but is this, a is, this is why because we have to assume. Well, we'd have to assume we have to take into account that this is fundamentally Earth politics, but in a in a realm and in a space where. There's more than Earth, right? Yeah. It's all going to well enforcing that Captain America does X, Y, Z, but if Thor, an army of angry Asgardians and, you know, uh, literal space demons show up, like, great. <laughs> or, or, or even it, Nick Fury's point in Avengers Assemble, the events of Thor 1, Thor t- turns up in New Mexico and has a fight that levels a small town with the yeah. Destroyer. And I, and I think the issue with having something like Accords means you have a committee, right? And the, the scale of destruction that supervillains can, you know, wield and bring to bear is, is just, you, you don't have time. You, you just need Tony Stark to put on his suit and within five minutes the problem is being faced. So I, think, I think very... I think the way that the Accords would end up working in practice if everyone signed them is you'd have your yeah, you always get to go, team. Which is Tony, Cap, Hawkeye, Widow. And then you have a few others who can go, depending on the nature of the problem, and then you have your Thors and your Banners and your Visions who are like, okay, we need to really roll, and your Wanders, we need to really roll out the A-team here. But you still have the problem of while you're assessing whether or not the scale of the threat to Wakanda is sufficient to roll out all of the Avengers, Thanos' army has rolled over Wakanda. Yeah. Which was your best hope of survival. So, you've, I think, made the point. There are no repercussions. Cap breaks the Accords into tiny little pieces in Infinity War, and everyone's just like, yeah, hey, welcome back. That, the guy's been on the run for 10 years. I'm glad you're back. Well, he strolls into a room. Rhodey, you know, is threatened to be court-martialed and then never is. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and then we see Rhodey in secret invasion, like being the president's go-to man for all things superhero. Rhodey gets a promotion. Yeah. Yeah, because he's badass. I think... Perhaps it is because I am a technocrat that I, I just instinctively despise the Accords because I feel the, the people best placed to make the decisions that were that needed to be made are the very people the Accords seek to limit. So, get rid of them. Throw them away. Yeah. I mean, this, this, is, this is verging into my 
slightly unpopular take on the Mutant Registration Act, I think. Oh, I really hoped we could avoid that. But yeah, go on. Well, I think it's very, very important before we start talking about anything X-Men to say that I recognise what X-Men is actually about and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Magneto as a person who can move cities with his mind. Yes. But <laughs> just just going to get that, that little excuse in there in 10 seconds. But how can it possibly be that anyone has a problem with the idea that we should know where Magneto is at all times, and all mutants. Like, Charles Xavier is a fucking terrifying prospect. I think partly it's because... <sighs> yeah, why is it? I mean, uh, I think part partly it's because you're creating a false sense of security in a way, right? Couple, uh, last episode, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about uh, registering... Uh, animagi in the Harry Potter universe, right? Which yes. we agreed was probably a nefarious thing on behalf of the government in terms of just tracking people. Um, but it also sort of means that you have a record of people who can do this, and therefore you can discount animagi as a, as a as a as a group of people that have done something. For example, I think the same with the Mutant Registration Act, right? If you're assuming that all mutants are registered and therefore the situation is safe. You just need mm. one rogue Magneto to fuck it all up. <laughs> Perhaps. But if you roll all the way back to the original X-Men films, back when classics. they were back when they were classics, the existence of the, the MRA is a huge plot point, I think, in the first one. And even Charles Xavier is against it. And I, I cannot understand, like, if this is a, this not, I'm not doing a bit here. I fundamentally cannot understand how someone like Charles Xavier is against the idea of the government knowing where living super weapons are, or even knowing that these living super weapons exist. Yeah, but perhaps that's just because he's, he's Charles Xavier, right? Doesn't he, doesn't he like know stuff? <laughs> it's been a while. He's, he's psychic. Like yeah, that's could, what I mean. So, so he he knows that the people who want to register mutants have particular reasons for that. Potentially, so perhaps it's just a deeper storyline there. I'm not, I'm not saying that is what it is. I'm just saying that's that's one potential explanation. I I don't yeah. know why he's against. It other than he's just like no, <laughs> something something trust us to be good enough. But like, yeah, his, I'm Patrick his, Stewart. How dare you? I'm Patrick Stewart. How dare you? But um, his lifelong best friend and nemesis isn't good and i know charles xavier spends most of his time trying to convince everyone that actually eric lancher is just a slightly misunderstood senile old man who needs our help rather than which he is like the most dangerous man in creation which he also is <laughs> but yes he's both <laughs> things can be two things things can be two things can't we can't we say to, to, to Magneto, look, yeah, we get it. You had a shit life. We're sorry. Like, we're trying to be better. That's please, please don't crush way, all the metals on Earth. <laughs> way to underplay um, Eric Lynch's childhood, but never mind. Um, but Would have made for a really bland series of films. <laughs> yeah, if, if Magneto then goes, oh, yeah, no, that's that's cool. I'll go to therapy. Just to see, yeah, exactly, a, a psych drama. <laughs> just... 
Magneto in therapy. I'd actually watch that. Uh, who am I even kidding? I'd I'd one hundred percent watch that. Well, Ian, Ian McKellen in therapy. Ian is McKellen's Magneto. Magneto in therapy with Especially Charles Xavier. With exactly, couples therapy, right? Ultimately, <laughs> it's just the odd couple, but also they're mutants. Yeah, and, oh. but I think this this comes to the crux of the whole argument, right? And I think why we because we originally talked about this episode as mutant registration act because you thought doesn't go far about it. Yeah, well, it doesn't that's, go far enough. One. But hmm, hmm. But right. The reason I wanted to start with the sort of Cap versus Tony debate is that is that the argument doesn't really the system doesn't really work when you get to those power levels, right? And I think everybody will kind of accept that. Everyone knows that. So it's really only about controlling the little man. It's a terrible turn of phrase. You know what I mean? <laughs> In a world with mutants that can drink. Um, no, I do know what you mean. So it's controlling. It's, it's in, it feels inherently nefarious. I don't think it's just about controlling the little man because Vision signs the Accords. Vision is a almost Thor equivalent sort of power. Yeah, but then he also bangs Wanda all the time. So <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It's not like he really sticks to their. Hey, principles. The synthetic heart wants what the synthetic heart wants. Yeah, sure. It's Vision, the heart that's doing the thinking there. It's the mind stone, and there's something very incestuous about their relationship. <laughs> that's not funny. It's quite funny. Um, I've, uh, Vision is weird. Vision is very weird. Uh, I, See, I think you're, you're, you're sort of right. You're sort of right that the people that we should be most scared of are the Wanders, the Magnetos, the Xaviers, the people who the only way we can get them to follow the rules is if they choose to follow the rules. Yeah. But that's not a reason to not make rules i think is my point. it is and it isn't though isn't it like it 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 comes down to official mandate and, and you know if it is a un institution i guess that there is one but it can equally be likened to the sort of uh attempt at global domination that the united states of america has been you know trying for the last cultural hegemony decades. yeah you know it's like oh you're going to abide by our rules or you know shit will hit the fan which which works unless you know you're China. In that case, you sort of say mm, we don't care that much, <laughs> and you, you create this sort of state of detente, right? And I think there's a similar thing with the Accords and the Avengers. Is like you know let's let's test the waters, like how powerful and important are these people? And I think time and again it's shown that they're much more important than the existing power we, structures. Shouldn't we object to that? Shouldn't we object to? A group of people, essentially self-appointed people, who've decided that they're above our laws and our customs. Yeah, but in some ways, if, if you just treat this as a super-revolution event, what, what, what are you going to do about it, right? <laughs> Ultimately, if, if, if we somehow, both of us, jump forward a million years where humanity has evolved to a state of being that we can't quite comprehend... Mm. Are we going to moan about it or just say, well, yeah, fair. <laughs> you know, the status quo has changed. And this is just, we're, we're that universe is set in a time where, yes, it's a select few people who are clearly miles ahead. 
But we're, and we're trying it, to establish order, but, but it's it's so difficult, right? Because how how can you do it? Society, social mores don't change that quickly, though. Like, I get what you're saying, but fundamentally, we're not a million years in the future. These people exist in our world, not yeah. in a world of their own making. And so, no, quite. in some ways, they should be bound by our laws and customs. Quite, but they, to the extent but they can't they be. Why not? Because they choose not to be. But that's the... Why do they get to? I don't get. They, to well, they don't get. Which they don't get. They don't get to choose. That's why they, they're put in prison. But ultimately, there's only so long you can keep prisoners of that magnitude locked up. It just doesn't work. Then, yeah, sure, you can random vigilantes or even criminals. It doesn't really change the fact that they are going to save the world when push comes to shove. I mean, we could, you know, snip, snip. And what are you snipping? The superpower bits. I don't really know what I'm snipping. Um, yeah, how are you doing that, huh? Forced application. Well, in in the um, in the X Men films, forced application of the cure. Well, yes, P- but P- it's not easy to do that to a Captain America, is it? Sure, you can. You just stick it in Sharon Carter's handbag. <laughs> Okay, I mean, yeah, no, there, there's ways. I'm sure there are ways that, that that you could engineer these sort of things, but it's not going to be easy, right? You can, you can get you've one or two to, of them, and I think the rest will be, got, will be wise to it. You've got to engineer it, but, um, like, I don't know. I, either you sign the accords or you get neutered. doesn't seem that. Yeah, but they're, they're like, well, I'm not going to sign the accords, and I'm not going to get neutered because I'm going to beat every everyone up who comes near me. <laughs> Yeah, but or we'll have some... I'm just going to call my mate Thor and I'm going to live on Asgard. Fine. Go and live on Asgard. Stay Actually, away from here. Isn't that just the solution? Let's just all live in, in Asgard or chill cool, with the Guardians on their ship. Then then Sir, Sir Ter can <clears throat> deal with them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm very anti-superhero, just in general. Yeah, well, we're all, we're all envious, I suppose, aren't we? Part of it is envy. Um, sorry to Does this... Let's talk about the reverse for a second, the last couple of minutes we have left now, because I think right. we, are, we are slowly making it. Tony. Tony Stark, right? Why do you think he does sign the Accords? It's a good question. Um, a simplistic answer, I think, is because he's confronted by that mother when he's at MIT, who's like, you dropped a building on my son. It's your fault. How do you sleep at night? And it's just his conscience coming home to roost. And it's a snap reaction to that. But That's interesting. Yeah, so, so you've gone for the seeing the good in, in him, whereas I think he's a fucking coward. It's exactly I, the same motivation, but he's just doing it because he doesn't want to have to step up and take responsibility. Which I guess is ultimately the story arc of the, the remaining films. But I, I, I think that is actually the reason. I think it's he's constantly fighting with who he is and what his place is and going go go there do that thing is yeah. it is easier he also has like individual beef with captain america that he never really yes. gets over further evidence that tony stark is a coward and i'm going to drop a hot take on you at the very end here he only does the snap because he's too cowardly to to face the consequences of all of the shit that's happened 
He's too cowardly to live in the world he's built. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'd so I would have been really awkward if he snaps and survives. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Mm. There you go. Did you know? Tony Stark is um, a coward. Did Sorry. you know they shot off a scene for Endgame after the snap, which was similar to the Thanos and young Gamora scene that you get in oh, Infinity yeah. War. That completely, but it's yeah, Tony and grown-up Morgan. Okay. And I, I don't know what's in it. I think it's just a sort of similar to the Pepper Potts. No, you get to rest. Like, it's okay. I'll grow up knowing what you did. Like, it's fine. You had to do it. I understand that type thing. Nah, I'm glad I didn't include that. That's, that's just too much. Like, we get it. You know, we get it. <laughs> we get we get. he's leaving a four-year-old daughter yeah. behind. We're, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not okay with that. Everyone's very sad. Yeah, but we get um, that, yeah. We get that she'll understand why. <laughs> she'll understand why, and as a teenager, she probably won't, because she'll be a teenager, and their brains don't work properly. That's not a hot take, but it's... It's certainly a take. <laughs> It's a spicy true take. <laughs> I like that categorization. It's not a hot take, it's a spicy take. For all you teenagers listening, your brains are broken. Um, yeah, they, and they, they don't may work never get properly. better. Sean is a perfect example of it never having hey, recovered. Look, some people's teenage brains fix themselves by the age of 25, and some people end up like me. <laughs> yeah, they just end up like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is you, what it is. But no, you so ultimately, it's it's weird. So you, you, you're a fan of the Accords, I take it. <sighs> I am not. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it, it, I think it's a weird flip. It Because the, I completely agree with the... All, almost the Accords shouldn't apply to Captain America because he is axiomatically true, axiomatically right in the MCU. He doesn't make mistakes. He is yeah. never in the wrong place. That's not how Captain America works. But they should apply to Wanda. Like, Wanda's the one I'm going into <sighs> bat for. Get that under control. Yeah, but you're so close to saying we need a mutual registration act. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's so hard to not get, um, to fall down into whatever, what's the law called? I always forget what the law's called. Godwin's law? Yes. <laughs> Any discussion on the internet? If it, yes. the, longer, the longer a discussion goes on on the internet, the more likely it is that someone brings up the Nazis. Because ultimately what the Mutant Registration Act is, is if your DNA is yes, I'm funny in a way that we deem is funny, then we're going to write your name down and we're going to make I'm aware. But also... So yes, you're right, and then put a cut in here. <laughs> I'm not saying... <laughs> but we I'm all know... <laughs> But Magneto can move cities with his mind. Yeah, no, there's the debate to be had, I think, over thresholding in some ways. Yeah, sure. But fucking if hell, that thing, gets complicated. If the thing that you can do is that girl in the X-Mansion who can take notes by waving her hand over a page, we probably don't need to know where she is. But like, say that. Like... She could put thousands of people out of a job. Yeah, no, you're right. Lock her up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know where Storm is on any given day. Like, She's probably quite easy to find. 
yeah, follow the, the, the satellites who can do that for you. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, like yeah, you hate Magneto. We get it. You're scared pretty, of pretty you're scared much. of Magneto, which I mean it's not unfair. <laughs> uh, we have, we should stop here because I'm about to start making jokes that are just not appropriate. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> um, well, I'm surprised we made it. Uh, we do, we do apologise if this episode sounds like an utter shambles. It's mostly Sean's fault. Um, because it's, it's not my internet. It's not my Discord that's it's, bought. It's, it's also not mine. It's, it's neither. It's, it's, it's not. It's neither one of our faults. It's probably Elon Musk. Yeah, let's blame Elon. So Elon, thanks, mate. <laughs> when we tweet about this episode, we should at Elon Musk and blame him for how shit the audio is. And just well, see what happens. I mean, Twitter is currently once again on fire for something outrageous that that was said. So, oh, really? What's happened? Um, oh gosh, you put me in the spot. Do we have time? (laughs) It's 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 bad. (laughs) Good, good. Reddit is aflame with with memes. Let me see if we can quickly find it. We can maybe cut down the thing. I can't find it that quickly. Um, yeah, it's bad. It's not. I love exploded Twitter. Oh, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we are. What's what's happened? What's happened? What's happened? Oh God, come on, Reddit, don't let me down. Just filibuster. This is great we, content. We, the, there's a Reddit. <laughs> there's a subreddit out there that's like no context. Please explain what's going on, or no stupid questions, or something like that. That's where you need to go. Like no R stroke out of the loop. That's where you need to go. And it's just a sub a subreddit dedicated to. There's clearly something happening, but I don't know what it is. Please yeah. tell me. Well, all I can give you is uh, a post from redditor mfkbne. <laughs> Shout out to you. Who <laughs> replied to someone who's saying that they're out of the loop. says, because of tweets containing anti-Semitism, conspiracy fantasy, and neo-Nazi propaganda, X, formerly Twitter, got criticized and advertisers don't want to be associated with X anymore, so X loses money. The CEO of X, Elon Musk, tries to solve the problem by threatening to sue those who dare to mention the problems on X instead of fixing them. Uh, the meme dot, yeah, you know, so yeah. yeah. Oh, I, so there's a, yeah. there's a shitstorm. <laughs> yes, that's very good. I have actually seen some of that. Um, I thought there was something more specific, but no, that's so good. Um, it was the it was the we will be when court opens on Monday. We will be first at the desk. Tweet wasn't it? Yeah, that was so good. I mean, Twitter has very much exploded uh, since it's, being yeah. purchased or imploded, given how much value it's lost. Yeah, taking but, a taking a dive. But anyway, perhaps more to come on Accords, Mutant Registration Act, and Sean's rampant something. something. (laughs) (laughs) But until then, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com. Tweet us at Zero Expertise, check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense. <laughs>